Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Alrighty, so hi, I'm Sarah. This is Kat. And welcome to Books and Movies. <laughs> oh, that's so we had some technical difficulties. Um, Katrina. By we, I mean I. And by difficulties, I mean I didn't set up my microphone. Oops. Oops. All right. Well, scratch all of that. Start again. Um, okay. well, at least you get to delete my segue comment. We're going to skip past that that time. Huh. Okay. Oh, God damn it, Katrina. I know I ruined it. Okay, I'm ready. Do it again. Oh. All right. Well, uh, what's your bevy this episode? Oh, I thought you were gonna do redo the hi I'm Sarah. This is Kat. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought that was fine. Okay. It was better than the first one. Yeah, but that one got deleted too. <laughs> Yeah, but it wasn't going to be deleted originally. We were going to keep it. Fair enough. I'm a little lost, but fair enough. (laughs) So what's your bevy this episode? I am drinking a Bud Light Lime. Wow. Because Bud Light is incredible and this is the best flavor. Also, I do hate, and when you go to the, at least like the liquor store near my house, you can't buy individual Bud Light limes for some reason. So every time I go there, I have to buy like the bigger one, but it's like three blocks away. So I walk there, then I have to carry a very heavy box back to my house and it's all icy. I had time the other day. Walking through like a winter storm, slipping up the street, holding a pack of Bud Light limes and nothing else. It was like Thursday afternoon. I'm in school, so I don't work during the afternoon. I was like, I look chaotic right now. (sighs) What is your bevy today? Oh, you're on the ball, Kat. Um, I'm drinking Straight and Narrows again. Uh, the gin seltzers that I really like. And this flavor is lemon lavender. It's delicious. That does sound good. I really should... You said there were like a local one though, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Well, I was going to say, I should try those. I cannot. They're really good. Maybe next time you're on the mainland. 
Is uh, are they like a BC wide one or is it just? I think they're from Victorian. Vancouver Island, but I think I've seen them in Vancouver, just not as common. Um, do you have a reason for drinking? Um, well, for one, you told me I had to. <laughs> Two. To be fair, you have been like just I think the ratio of like Ooh. alcohol to non-alcoholic beverages that you've had throughout the podcast, you've had way more non-alcoholic beverages. That's not the point of this podcast. That's true. I do like I feel like tea is my main source of what I'm drinking most of the time. I love tea. I love tea too. It's part of me. Um what were we to okay why i'm drinking yes hello well one it's bud light lime never bad time for a bud light lime also i have been sitting at my desk reading very boring things today so needed a drink also we're about to talk about a book and it was so good (laughs) i needed to rig although i do have some issues with it by some i mean one particular issue with it but that's that's in a 10 minute fast forward position not uh, yeah whatever why are you drinking Um, having I don't, I don't know if we've cut this out from earlier, so I'm just going to say I've been having a day, so I'm a little bit weird. Um, I apologize. I am mentally scrambled. Yeah, no, Katrina's in a really weird mood today. Um, we had to is. cut it out. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't know what it is. I think I'm just tired. Probably. Yeah. You know, uh, just to let the listeners know, I, uh, I, before Katrina set up her microphone, we were talking and like trying to record the podcast, but she went on like a 10 minute rant about segues um, and like ver- like segue as the vehicle versus the word segue. And um, I'm kind of <laughs> happy that we don't get to put that in. <laughs> but like, t- I just don't understand how they can technically, they do the same thing. There's no way they aren't related. I, I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> Back to you. <laughs> I think the reason I drink this episode is the fact that we keep circling back to segues. It's <laughs> very top of mind to me. <laughs> um, no, I would say the real reason that I drink this episode is because I finally moved into a new place um, again. And we're hoping that this one lasts. And I've finally been starting to feel like relaxed and settled, which is so nice. I've been focusing a lot on self-care. I like went to Sephora and got myself just like a bunch of stuff because I was like, you know what? I deserve it. I'm going to do like a, like a self-care day. And then I did like a hair mask yesterday and a face mask and like, it was good. It was good. That's why I drink. Happy for you. That sounds like a very nice day. Yeah, you gotta have self-care days. I mean, that's what I need right now. <laughs> yeah, I think you do. I think you need a good face mask, hair mask, some pampering, bubble bath. 
I love bubble baths. Same. Or like the bath bombs from Lush. That's what's up. It, there's something about the smell of like the store Lush. Incredible. You'd think it'd be gross because it's like all the scents melding together. But no, it works. It does work. I really like, uh, I love Lush. If I could, I would just buy every single thing in that store. Like, um, just everything. Just give me your whole stock. That's the dream to buy one of those really huge soap wheels that they like cut off a piece. You're like, no, no, I want the whole piece. I remember, yeah. Uh, I love Lush. Can, or just like any like pampering kind of store. Like same with Sephora. Love Sephora. I'm not like a big makeup girl. Like I don't wear a lot of makeup, but they're like hair care and skin care. Big fan. Yeah. I got a bunch of, um, not a bunch. I got two things of like Olaplex treatments for my hair. Ooh. Expensive for what it was. And okay, I don't, I I mean, I haven't like obviously consistently used it. So my hair hasn't shown any difference yet, but the one, there's one that I got that's like, it's Olaplex number zero. And it's basically what you put in your hair before you wash and whatever. And it's like a mitt or it's a spray. So it's very liquidy. And I want it to be a mist bottle, but it literally shoots out like a jet. And I'm like, how is this supposed to distribute through my hair evenly so I have to like spray it in my hand and like rub it and then work it through because it's like the first time I sprayed it it was like you would think that a really expensive brand would have thought about this quality assurance someone was not on the ball no you should you should send a recommendation letter I should it was like hey can you please change your packaging to a mist Cause it would just make everything so much easier. I almost want to like, cause like I have little mist like bottles that I got from the dollar store. I almost want to like dump it in and then I can just do it myself. Honestly, why not? Cause yeah, at this point it's like a waste of product. <laughs> but yeah, so that's why I drink and pampering myself and having a good time. And now I'm, and then I've been reading the book, which uh, it was very good. <laughs> You were correct. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think that's all I got, really. It's been a very uninteresting but busy week, if that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like I relate to that. It's uninteresting but busy. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't really have a strong reason for drinking this week. It's just kind of, eh, I'm just drinking. I guess my main reason is because I want to drink while I talk about this book. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason we needed. <laughs> All right. Well, do you want to introduce it? I, I think my like lack of ability to summarize what a book is about is almost offensive like I don't know why I can't tell you what anything is about genuinely my best effort I will tell you right now Vow of Thieves by Mary E. Pearson 
is the second book from the previous one was Vow of No, what wasn't it was something else. Dance of Thieves. Um and it's about the same characters. It's, it's fantasy. Um there's some action. And I honestly, I can't tell you what this is about without telling you exactly what it's about. I give you an overview. Uh, there's some fighting. There is like a description in the app oh. if you want. Well, that, okay, we're, we're going to delete that part. No. <laughs> we find this description and I will tell it to you. Or how about, I'll do the description because I have it up. All right, so um, to go a little more in depth, Katrina from Katrina's <laughs> description. What a, what a kind way to say that. <laughs> um, the publisher description is Vow of Thieves is the thrilling sequel to Dance of Thieves. You said that. <laughs> I gave a great opening. <laughs> Fazzy and Jace have survived, stronger and more in love than ever. Their new life now lies before them. The Ballengers will be outlaws no longer. Tor's Watch will be a kingdom, and Kazzy and Jace will meet all the challenges side by side, together at last. But an ominous warning. Oh, there's a typo. Jesus oh. Christ, another one. It says um, Mars, but it's supposed to be Marks. Mr. Oh. K. Anyways, an ominous warning marks their journey back, and they soon find themselves captured in a tangled web of deceit woven by their greatest enemies and unlikeliest allies, a place where betrayals run deeper and more deadly than either had thought possible, and where timeless ambitions threaten to destroy them both. Blah, blah, blah. I feel like that's exactly what I just said, um, but we'll move past 100%. 100%. Thank you. Um, yeah, do you have anything spoiler-free to say that you... Spoiler-free, this book is better than the first one. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's, it's clearly better, um, no question. Not, like, the first one was still good, but in comparison, the first one was just okay, and then this one is, like, mm, it's good. Yeah. Um, and that's super rare. It is super rare for where. It's super rare for a second book to be better than the first one. But I think because the world was like already very, like I was kind of more established in what I thought the world was, it was easier for me to get into it. Whereas in the first book, it took me a while to like kind of get my footing. Yeah. Yeah, like you already understood the setting once this book started. Fair enough. Yeah, I liked this one was just mm, mm. It, it it kept the same theme of like it's from the perspective of Cassie and Jace the whole time so mm-hmm. nothing nothing structurally really changes in the second book there's still like the brief bits of history the mm-hmm. um riddles that they tell each other or not riddles are they riddles yeah they're riddles <laughs> <laughs> oh I see limericks <laughs> Uh, would have been weird uh yeah no riddles could you imagine if it was limericks in this book it would be a very different vibe 
I don't know if I'd like that at all. I, I wouldn't like it at all. It would be weird. I also always, I always like reading who like the book is dedicated to because I'm just curious. I like reading that part because mm-hmm. I think it's cute. Um, this one was nice. It was, it just says for Dennis and the vows you made and kept. And I was like, oh. It was cute. It was very cute. Um, yeah, I think spoiler free, this book definitely surprised me a lot. Like there was multiple twists. Like talk about (laughs) plot twists. We were liars. (laughs) We're liars. Character development. There was so much. So much of everything. There were a lot of I don't want to say plot twists, but just like twists in general, where I was like, mm-hmm. oh, no, what? And like, there's parts where I believed something and the exact opposite happened. And I was like, I'm losing my mind. I have no idea who was bad and who was good in this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like another reason why this book had like more twists in it than the first book was because in the first book it was Cassie kind of versus Jace like a little bit um but we were reading from both their perspectives so like we weren't surprised whereas in this book there was actually more than one antagonist that whose perspective we didn't read from so yeah it was it was meant to be a surprising book I think yeah yeah whereas like the first one it was like if Cassie thought one thing and then Jace thought another and but you as the reader knew the solution yeah whereas in this book I was like I don't know what's happening but I like it (laughs) yeah like even like I don't even know I think like how many chapters in like almost towards the end of the book see oh yeah chapter 63 I was still stressed oh yeah I was I didn't know what was happening I think I was stressed basically up until the last two chapters yeah there are 68 chapters in this book yeah there was a lot going on I feel like that's impressive to like keep me on my toes until that point of the book. Yeah, there's not much that I can say that's spoiler free just because this book kind of starts at 100 and then it goes to like 150 (laughs) and then it stays at 150 for a very long time and like, like occasionally dips down to like 140 maybe 130 if we're lucky and then it goes back up to 150 again and then like finally we go back down to zero but like it there's not like a yeah it, it like immediately starts yeah the yeah. only way I could explain it yeah but I mean uh, obviously it takes place after the end of the last book where the queen has uh kind of made a deal with Jace and Cassie and they're like on their way back to Tor's watch um together and they're all in love 
because we've already love they think tor's watch is going to become the first kingdom it's all going to become official everything is happy and good and that's exactly the point in the book that you know everything's about to go wrong (laughs) but unfortunately that was page one (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i mean should we just get into the spoilers then like I literally have nothing spoiler free to add to that oh I guess overall rating and review what's yours I'm gonna give it a nine. Ooh, I think I have to I would bump down the previous one though oh yeah after same. reading this one to 7.58 yeah same I think a solid like 7.5 for me for the last book now that I've read this book. Mm, I think I would give this book a 9.5. Oh. I really liked this book. And I know you probably couldn't tell because I read it very slowly compared to you. Like Katrina really wanted me to catch up with this book. I just had like a lot going on because I was moving and also working. So I literally like I didn't. I barely had any time to read and I was consistently just reading in the staff room on my phone during my breaks, which was horrible because I was stressed out. And then I would like <laughs> have a limited amount of time that I could read and I would be like, fuck, I have to go back to work. <laughs> and I would just be thinking about it. And there was like one specific moment that happened while I was reading at work. And I was like, are you kidding me? I have to go back to stocking fucking produce right now. Like, no, I need to stay up here and I need to find out what happens. Like, oh, it was rough. It was rough, but I did it. I did finish the book. So this, this time I actually, I tried to wait for Sarah to finish reading the book. Although you didn't actually text me when you got to chapter 54, but oh, I yeah, assumed- that's what that was last night. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I was like, at this point, I'm just reading it because yeah. I know we're recording today. So I was like, it's fine if I finish it. But yeah, no, I waited because last time when I had finished that of that's this book, Dance of yes. Thieves, so well in advance, I was losing my mind. <laughs> so I waited this time. Yeah, no, I literally got to chapter 56 or whatever it was. I got there last night at like 1130. So I like, you were asleep. I was like, Katrina's going to wake up like and just finish the book or she's already finished the book or like whatever. I was like, there's no point in me texting you because it's literally the day before recording. Yeah, I I finished it last night. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I'm giving it a solid 9.5. Like high rating. It's a very high rating for me. I think, I'm not going to lie, the end of the book might have put it down for me I don't mean the ending I mean the end I will explain later but okay yeah like it could have been a 9.5 but I think it's a 9 okay cool I'm curious because I didn't really I didn't hate the end yeah I I I liked (laughs) the end I didn't like the end no no I like the ending I didn't like the end no I don't know which one it is one of them I like the other one I did not okay we'll figure it we'll we'll get into it (laughs) I don't know what you mean (laughs) so um I guess let's just get into the spoilers because I really want to 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Yes. Okay, so. Page 70. Okay, <laughs> this is where it all begins. Well, actually, no. Technically, it starts slightly earlier. Oh, wait. Actually, no. We have, like, we're reading it on different things. Point being, so they, as soon as they're going home, they get a letter. Not a letter. What do you call it? A piece of paper? A notice? A note? A note. <laughs> yes, they get a note from Jaylene uh, in a panic telling them to come home because they need help. Um, they get attacked. When I read, I recognized one of their voices. It belonged to Paxton livid i I mean i saw that coming i also i now that we're in the spoilers i just want to say that like almost all of my predictions were correct i i was honestly impressed listening to you predict it last time but i was trying not to give away too much i also you're very good at predicting what was gonna happen should you be an author i should be an author um no, but yeah, when they were like going back to rescue uh, the Ballinger family and then they got attacked, I was like, 
also yeah we are definitely reading like the pages definitely don't line up because I went to page 70 and I was like not the same thing um so yeah but um that was incredibly fucking stressful and when Jace got shot shot multiple times and then literally here's the thing this is this, this is what I was talking about in the spoiler free section I read that like like Jace's chapter where he was like dying and he like couldn't breathe and then he was like and then it all went black and I was like did he die and then I had to go back to work <laughs> yeah I was so unsure if he was dead because and like obviously I didn't want to like I, I thought about it I thought about like reading ahead to see if he had any chapters but I was like I can't do that to myself and then the fact that like after that chapter there was a Kazi chapter and then after that chapter there was another Kazi chapter and I was like oh my god oh my god did he die back to back Kazi chapters yeah, that never a- happens and big br- Paxton brings in a chopped off hand with Jace's like ring on it mm-hmm. the patri patri yeah. whatever yeah he is supposed to wear and I was like and Kat Cassie at this point totally believes he's dead I think and I also was like maybe maybe Cassie becomes like the leader I did kind of think that because she put on the ring yeah so I I honestly was accepting the fact that maybe he had died oh I was in total denial I was like nope Nope. But I did did not appreciate it. Um, yeah, I, I I did find it weird that they like never really lo- like they never looped back to the ring, which I didn't like because I thought that there should have been like a unless I just missed it because I did read pretty quickly, but like I don't know, there wasn't really a a, a big moment with the ring, you know. Again. Yeah, I feel like that would have been nice. If she had, like, given it back, or maybe if she had become the patri. patri. I think it's, I read it as... Okay, yeah, I've been reading it as patri this whole time, and I'm looking at the word right now, and it does not look correct for the way I'm saying it, so. But yeah, no, I think you're right. I feel like it would have been cute if they had a moment where like, just like in the first book where she like whips it out of her pocket and he's like, how did you have that? Would have been nice. Right? Like, I feel like the ring was like a big symbol in the book of like, obviously like power and leadership and stuff like that. And it just kind of wasn't brought up again. Yeah, because I feel like this book is very... It goes deep into the like Ballinger history, mm-hmm. so I feel like it should have been important. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're right, right? Like I feel like there should have been a little a little moment. That was, that was a good point. What can I say? <laughs> um, how? Yeah, obviously that was the most stressful part. And then reading a chapter that said Jace in it at the end. And again, I was at work and I was like very animated in the break room. Like (gasps) no one else was around, thank God. But 
It was a very stressful book to read in a public place. I didn't appreciate that. Yeah, there's so many things. Um, I also thought I got to the part where Um, I think Cassie is like trapped at this point because the people that shot Jace had taken her and she decided that like the vow that Jace took um, like it's a blood vow and the Beatrice's vow is his family vow and she was like because Jace said to her that you are my family now and she was like this was my vow now I was like oh so that's why it's called vow of thieves and then it was not because of that (laughs) but I was like okay that's that's nice and cute you find out early on turns out it's not because they got married um (laughs) Yes, they get married. Well, they like they got married in secret at like one point of the book. I kind of saw it coming. Once she opened the thing and was like embarrassed about it, that's when I was like, okay, I think I see where this is going. But they like played out through like several chapters where they're like it's like Cassie's memory as she's like starving after she's like captured. And they'll like play out little bits of the scene where they're like, did they get married? Did they just hang out? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they got married. It's really cute. Yeah, no, it's very, it's just wholesome. Mm-hmm. Like the one of the few wholesome things in this book. I will say too, I was a big fan of um Paxton's character development that one gave me chest pain Uh, yeah I don't know how to explain it (laughs) that was just so obviously Paxton is part of the group that shoots Jace and captures Cassie and then you find out that the whole town has been taken over. He's just trying to stay alive for the children who were also captured. Oh my God. And he's a good person. And I was like, no. Because I hated him for like several chapters. I honestly, I wasn't surprised when he, like I was a little surprised when he ended up being decent, but like, I figured, because there was one person who was, like, giving extra, um, like, bread and medicine to Kazzy, and I was like, okay, so it might be, like, a servant who is still loyal to the Ballingers, but I did think, there was a part of me that was like, I wonder if it's Paxton, and then it was. I honestly didn't consider it. I don't know why. That seems like a very logical like thought process but it did not even slightly occur to me until he was like no and I was like oh (laughs) there it is you know I think the only reason I considered it was because I was like of the three like of the three main 
like antagonists in this book it obviously wasn't the king definitely wasn't going to be zane wasn't going to be any of like their hunchmen like and, and so like just by like process of elimination i was like i i wonder if it's paxton or i thought it could be olise so i feel like i thought of that and i was like that's the only option or or even I thought maybe the kids like they were like sneaking around giving her food but then as soon as I got to medicine I was like mm, yeah because they wouldn't know kids yeah but no that's you're really real thinker aren't you Sarah <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> um no and I loved the the kids I felt so bad for the kids in this book how like and Cassie was like I can tell that like they're just being strong and like I didn't like that they were like hardened from the bad things happening to them and I was like no just let them be kids but they couldn't be kids because the king was such a fucking cocksucker dude when the I think it was like Nash was like comforting Cassie because she had to say something about Jace oh, and I was like mm, mm, I know the king made you say those like those things and I was like this sweet child also another twist in this book that I was like I didn't really know what was going to happen was when the king was acting really kind and like like in the beginning of the book when Cassie was like held captive and he was like pretending that it wasn't his orders that like the guards just got confused and he was trying to play Jace as the bad guy and Cassie was like he looks so like sincere and like kind but I'm not gonna like betray my you know we didn't know this at the time but like she wasn't gonna betray her husband um and I was like I was like is is the king not the bad guy like are we are we wrong for loving Jace? Like, is Jace and, like, the Ballingers actually the villain? Like, I had a little bit of doubt, and I was like, no. I didn't. I thought about that, too, because at this point, I think at this point in the book, I thought, like, Jace was dead. Yeah, I was same. like, maybe, maybe that's what's happening. Like, he was bad. Their family was bad. Cassie's going to take over. Yeah, that's definitely. Yeah. That's definitely a plot line that I saw. And then he ended up just being horrible like oh my god I haven't hated a character this much in a hot minute no because I feel like some characters have like redeeming qualities I I don't mean characters I mean like um antagonists or like bad guys (laughs) um they usually have redeeming qualities or their childhood or like a past incidents makes you like compassionate for what they're going through and like what they're doing yeah like you can kind of empathize with them a little bit or like they have like a point like my my main one where I like always talk about when like we talk about villains who like have a good point is I always think of Thanos who was from like the Marvel universe who like just wanted to like stop overpopulation from happening to like save planets and he had a fucked up way of doing it by just like killing 50% of the population of at random but like when you think about it and then you're like oh he was just like trying to in theory save the world but yeah so there's like villains have like usually origin stories or 
reasons to empathize, but the king did not. Mm-hmm. Nothing in his history made me empathize with this man. No, and even like, the fact that Jace's dad said no to his dad one time. He was like, oh my God. He said no to a king. Like he was just super entitled. Like such an entitled, power hungry fuckface. Also, I I think just when I read the word king, because I assumed Jace was like very young to be in power. Mm-hmm. So when I thought of the king, I thought of someone significantly old. Or at least like, him like 40. 40. Yeah, I probably shouldn't have said significantly old. I apologize. But like, in comparison to the rest of the characters in the story where they're like 16, 17, that vibe, I just thought he was much older. And then he's 23. Yeah. I did not see that coming. No, I, I feel like even, like I said, I just, when I'm reading a book, I just choose the age of the characters. Like, I don't read, (laughs) like, this whole book, I was not reading, like, and picturing them as, the only kids that I pictured were Nash and Lydia. Everyone else was, like, a young adult in my imagination. And I did picture the king as, like, slightly older, but, like, originally in the first book, I pictured him in his, like, 40s. And then when I found out his real age, I was like, okay, so he's a young king. He's, like, 30. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I didn't accept the fact that he was 23. I was like, mm, no, it doesn't fit in my mental picture. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, and he was also super like creepy and kind of like, oh, yeah, rapey. I was not understanding what was about to happen with like his relationship with Cassie. I thought it was going to go very dark, but then it went just like they were, or she was playing him basically but I thought I I did not think he actually almost cared for her in a very strange way yeah I think he like he cared for her in his way yeah like that's what I mean in no word is that like in no way is that caring for someone but like in his extent like he like you know, he ended up like employing her at one point, and I think it was just like he's like a fuck boy. You know, like he thought that he was doing her favors by being like, "Oh, I want you, so like you can have a king, and I'll like employ you so that you have money." And then, like he thought that he was, he thought he had the upper hand, and he didn't really like care for her for the right reasons. Yeah. At least that's what I got out of it. Yeah, I did not. And then he was just not like, him. oh, am I a better kisser? <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. That part was a little bit hard to read. <laughs> I, oh. <laughs> I just, I didn't love that. I didn't love that either. I was kind of like, but again, like that really highlights like, oh, he's a deeply insecure fuck boy with a power complex. That is how I would describe the king. <laughs> when, okay, so basically when Jace is like in the forest, very badly wounded, Cassie's also obviously not there to help. They haven't made it back. So his family isn't around. Also, they're all hiding, but 
that's we didn't know that at that point but who did you think took him to like Camus to like the settlement oh I thought maybe the horse had just like got there oh and then I or or at least like close to it and then I thought that um Camus or Samus I think it's Camus I don't know um, yeah I think came I, I thought that maybe Camus had found him near the settlement like that's kind of, that was kind of my train of thought I didn't think that someone had like taken him there I thought that he had been found like maybe if they like went out hunting and they found him in the woods or something like that like I thought that maybe he had gotten close to the settlement and just you know they were like oh it's the Petri Petri Jace <laughs> it's Chase. <laughs> what did you think? Like, uh, I'm trying to find it in the book, but I thought Jace was like aware that someone had taken him there and then left. But I might have just been like reading ahead where they're like, yeah, some dude came, took your ring, and then. So I, I don't know what part I'm thinking about, but I just assumed someone had brought him and I was like, okay, so like someone's on our side, but I don't, don't know who it could be, but I still obviously didn't assume Paxton. So that's uh-huh. on me. <laughs> Someone's yeah. strong enough to lift Jace and give her medicine and food. And I'm like, obviously it's not Paxton. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I definitely, um, when I found out, that I don't know where it was but like yeah when he was told that like someone came took his ring and left then I was like well obviously like obviously that's Paxton um I'm not sure if we already knew that it was Paxton at that point but up until we were like sure that it was Paxton yeah I thought he just like got there on his own and maybe like dropped the ring somewhere um yes also I I did find in the book where it's basically the uh where jace i think the first chapter that you find out jace is still alive because it turns into his perspective um camus does say someone brought you in he was hooded he didn't say who he was and just left i think i just thought it was paxton all the signs none of them went into my brain what did you have a thought? Apparently, I don't have any. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> you're just like oh, some mysterious character that we don't know yet. Honestly, part of me—I know this is going to seem intense. I thought maybe, maybe it could be Zane like coming coming around trying to make up for what he did to Cassie when she was younger and I was like is this a possibility that's what I thought I thought about that with food and medicine too I was like maybe I was very wrong but you know you know I think the reason I never really like the reason I imagined it would be Paxton over Zane was like Paxton was never really like evil he was just kind of douchey you know what I mean? Like he was never like Zane was like a a full on like criminal who captured her mother and like showed no remorse. Whereas like Zane was just kind of a douchebag. 
you know? Yeah, I I feel like I, like, when I saw them get attacked or, like, Red saw, (laughs) I... I was there. (laughs) I I was part of it. I just felt like I thought of it like he shot him. Okay. And so I couldn't get, like, obviously none of the books said that. So I came to an assumption that I should not have. And therefore, I was surprised. Jackson <laughs> was a good guy. So maybe he's good. But um, yeah, no, I think I think that's the assumption I was basing everything off of is that I was like, he shot Jace. He's trying to take over. He's working with the king so he can take power and then take over like the territory, the Ballinger family, everything, because he's like mad about history. That's that's the way I was taking it, I think. I was incorrect. Yes, you were. But I mean that would that would be a pretty solid like arc. Um let's see what happens next. It's so hard to like keep track of what happens in the book. I know I think this I know I've talked about this before, but this is definitely the benefit of reading on an iPad. These are my highlight I realize you can't see them. Wait, let me show you. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they go in like page order. So it automatically nice sets out the story. But that was kind of irrelevant. Let me go back to where I was. I know you're making me want an iPad. Because yeah, on the phone it's not that good. I feel like It'd be a little bit harder on like such a small screen, but I think you can still like hold it, hold it down. Oh yeah, right you now. totally can. But it's just yeah. like I don't know. If- mm-hmm. Oh sorry, no, I was just gonna keep going. You can keep talking about the iPad thing. Cool. It feels less like reading a book when like it's on a phone, so it's like almost harder to focus. And like also because it's a phone, like I'll get texts and stuff like that. Whereas like I feel like on an iPad, like I could just put it on airplane mode or do not disturb mode and just like read. Yeah. My I I'm like mine's not connected to my messages. Like all my notifications are off on my iPad. So it is it feels more book like. Also it's like kind of the size of the book, you know? Yeah. Um anyways. When when Ren and Sinovi? Sin- yeah, Sinovi? We took French immersion, so I assumed it's Sinovi. <laughs> is there an accent, though? There's no yeah. Accent. There is? Oh, then it's Sinovi. Um, I didn't even clock the accent. I just... <laughs> it's because it was on the phone. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, no, when they came to find Jace very exciting obviously and then when they ran into um i don't know if you remember this but like aleski like the guy in town that jace was like this is the first person i think we can trust him i can tell him like who we are yeah yeah. and then all of a sudden they were like he, uh, he comes back later and was like sorry like i had to tell people i was like no i know i thought he betrayed them at first because that's like that i i remember this it like cut off at the end of the chapter there right yeah i i literally made a note that specifically said i feel like this risk was unnecessary for jace to take 
like plot wise, I'm sure it was a good idea, but it was not bright. <laughs> and I keep reading and then immediately it's just like, it's nothing bad. It's like, it's just like a bunch to- of people who were also loyal to the Ballingers still. Yeah. And I was like, all right, that was an unnecessarily savage comment I put on it. <laughs> no. Yeah. I really, Oh, I want this. Oh, I just, it does kind of upset me that this is just a two-part series because if like it kept going I would be super excited to read the next book you know yes and also but there's like remember you were saying that it's in the same world the oh um, yeah other books that she's written so now obviously we had to read this Mm -hmm. (laughs) also I just found a note that I made (laughs) Speaking of the king being creepy towards Cassie, all I remember—it's like right here. I'll just show you. He's like he pulled me into his arms and kissed me, and I wrote, "Could you imagine if this was the enemies to lovers plot?" <laughs> oh, I would be furious. But that's just what I thought of. Oh, I, ah, fuck, I hate the king. I hate him so much. And he was just, like, so manipulative. Or, like, he tried to be, but he wasn't even good at it. And, like, no. It was horrible. It was just, I hate the king. Yeah, I also hate the king. And I feel like, I I will say, I feel like um, if there was, like, one redeeming quality about the king at least he took no for an answer like when she was like I don't want to like do this like I don't want to you know you're a king and you have so many like you know adoring women who like want to be with you I don't want to be like just another one of your bitches and he was like and then he didn't like keep going he kind of was just like okay we'll talk more tomorrow so that was good because I saw it going a completely different route yeah and I was like, I don't know if I feel comfortable reading this right now. Yeah, like the, the bar is on the floor for this man, but at least that was there. <laughs> I also was thinking throughout this book, like the amount that Cassie goes through, just like running for her life, hiding and things like that. I'm not saying that I want that level of pressure or stress on me. But I can't help but imagine what I would do in these scenarios. And just in like a stark contrast to the everyday life that I live as a student, it's slightly enticing. I would not succeed though, 100%. If I went through what Cassie went through, I would... I'd probably die in like the cell in the initial part. Hmm. I feel like I would be okay. Maybe that's like a little boastful, but I feel like I have been through a lot in my life. And like, it's a different level. Like it's definitely a lot more like extreme what Cassie goes through, but I feel like I would figure it out. I don't think I would be like as brave about it like I would definitely be way more stressed out than Cassie was like Cassie was just like I know how to do this and like just did it I would be like what (laughs) and then I would like slowly figure it out (laughs) I 
feel like I I relate to Andy and that's not the character you want to relate to ever in the office. The oh. office, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> You're like who's Andy? <laughs> I was like, who? No, we're you know that one episode where they have to lose weight for like a company challenge. And Andy was like, this is the hardest thing I've ever had to do. <laughs> That's what I thought of. Yeah, I don't really relate to any of the office characters. You're right. I, I don't I, I was trying to, I was trying to like picture one with you, but I don't think I do. No. I think the only characters I relate to are fantasy characters, the ones that have like been through the ringer. <laughs> but most like sitcom shows, it's like I think if I had to relate to a character from like a sitcom, it would be like Phoebe from Friends. Yeah, we talked about that. You're right. I it's think like lots of trauma, but also comedic relief. Because I'm also Chandler a little bit. <laughs> you are Chandler. I, I have Chandler's personality, but I relate to Phoebe more. Yeah, I, I feel like I just am self-aware in a fantasy book. If I were to be placed in one, I would be the side character that immediately gets killed. Like, I am not the one that no. develops the plot. No, 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 no. You would be like the, you wouldn't be, you, you, you would be like, hmm. Like, I can see you being Ren. All right, I, I take that. Right? Like, she's not, like, experiencing nearly as much trauma, but she's, like, smart. She's resourceful. She's, like, you're very analytical and, like, task-oriented and, like, you're very, like, type A. And I see that as Ren. So, like, I feel like you're that character. Like, it's, like, kind of the main character's friend who, like, helps the main character. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like you just suit the main character more. Thanks. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's a compliment. It's a burden like, for sure. I'm not gonna yeah. lie to you. <laughs> the main character always goes through terrible things. You're like, yeah, I relate to that one. I'm like, yeah, you're right. It's true. I mean, like, I feel like everyone who isn't the main character, because you know how, like, I don't know, there's so many quizzes that are like, are you the main character? And like, um, like you always want to compare yourself to characters in movies and books. And it's like, I feel like everyone who isn't the main character, like, wants to be the main character just because they're the main character. But most people who are the main character know, like, it's not fun being the main character. There's there's a lot of sad and hard times in order to get to the main character level. And then hopefully, eventually, you get the happiness at the end. But sometimes that doesn't happen. It does happen. Like sometimes it's just, it just continues. Yeah. I, with, you said the word end. So I was going to start talking about the end, but then we'd skip to the entire rest of the book. And I was like, I'll, I'll leave it to later. Yeah, we're still at the beginning. I'm happy we're recording this really in it, like way more in advance than we're used to. Cause at least I have multiple days to edit, not just like one or two. <laughs> this is long. Because <laughs> <laughs> what it's already been an hour and a half and we're what a quarter of the way through the book whoops (laughs) I have a lot of things to say I do think uh, no I made a note it's like halfway through the book and Cassie was like
I think they're back together at this point. They know each other's alive, maybe. Um, and she's just like, I was beginning to love this man with every, I don't know how to say that word, devious bone in his body. Deviant? And I was like, sorry? No, devious. Uh. And uh, she was talking about Paxton. Um, because he was like doing all these things, like working on the Ballinger side, mm-hmm. going against the king and things like that. And all I wrote was same. Yeah. No. Um, I really enjoyed Paxton's redemption arc because it didn't happen like all at once. And he still like stayed kind of like the same person, if that makes any sense. Like he's still, because even in like the end of the book when um, Paxton and Cassie end up with the Ballinger family again, and he like, they point out, he's like, oh, he still had his like annoying habits that like we didn't yeah. like, but he was on our side. So it's like, I liked that, that they were, they weren't like, oh my God, he's a totally different person. They're like, he's still the same guy. He's just, we realize now that he, wasn't the enemy yeah i feel like for me it was when uh jace called him cousin mm-hmm. as like oh. a he was accepting him into the family but in like obviously a very non outward way you're not mm-hmm. like oh like bro i love you now it was just like cousin and I was yeah like, oh, this is perfect it was it was honestly a perfect arc love that was, yeah exactly like it i feel like there's a very delicate balance between it being like super cheesy and it being just like not believable and it was literally it was so perfect just like the perfect level of like and every character kind of reacted differently like cavi cavi cazzy was obviously more accepting of paxton because she didn't have like you know years of him being her cousin but then Jace was obviously a little more apprehensive because he like pushed him down a well that one time so it's like I like I don't know there was just so much depth to all of the characters oh what are your thoughts on um Gunner I was so mad (laughs) and I don't think I have gotten over it um let me let me just rewind slightly to that question because my answer is slightly in the future of what I'm about to say. Okay. When Cassie was going through like trying to get to the Ballinger cave, mm-hmm. and like there's like out of nowhere, like people were standing in her way. And at the same time, Jace and Ren and Sinove were on their way to you, and I was like, no way, no I way. Know. I They're thought that they were, I thought it was, I thought it was Jace. I thought it was them. Cause like, they were also talking about like, like the way they were dressed. And I was like, that could be the Kabai or whatever, the Kalbal. Yes. And it seemed it's it lined up so well. And I was like, oh my God, they're going to run into each other. And I was so excited and I was bead reading. And then it was not them. It was Jace's freaking family including gunner literally gunner i understand he did say sorry and he was very remorseful for his actions however maybe (laughs) you should relax 
and take a second to listen before you throw someone off a cliff. Oh, God, the eyes. I know. So that is my opinion of Gunner. I, I get that he apologized later. He was very sad, had a little cry to his brother, but also all he had to do was listen. And I am furious. And so don't love him. Yeah. Jace's reaction was a hundred percent. Okay. In my books. Oh my God. Yes. The fact that he was like, so she, so she told you this, 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 and this, which is the truth. And you just decided to not listen. And he's like, yeah. (laughs) Like, yep, I did do that. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Gunner? I don't like him. Okay, good. (laughs) Any other answer was not acceptable. (laughs) I did like that he cried later on. (laughs) You know. No, I did... And that he volunteered to sacrifice himself. Yeah, he's going to sacrifice himself. No, Ron, no. You can't. Be another way. Um, yes. So that slightly redeemed him, mm-hmm. but also. I feel like just not enough for me. No. Like, I feel he like needed more of like an art. More. Yeah. I wish there was a third book, man. I do too. I also, what I appreciated about this book, in a lot of the fighting scenes, you know when you watch movies or read books, and the villain and the good guy always hesitate, and they, like, start talking or, like, having, like, a moment, and they don't, like, do the action of, like, killing them or, like, fighting them or attacking them or anything they just like think about it and then they get away and you're like furious because you're like obviously you could have just done the thing you were going to do without having that 10 minute long pause to have a monologue Mm -hmm. this book did not do that and so like when Cassie was recaptured after freaking Gunner and they were like yeah like tell me tell me things or else I'm going to like release these dogs on you. And then she was like, no. And then he immediately just attacked her with the dogs without hesitation. Terrible situation. But I did love that he actually did what he like threatened to do. So I hate it when they do that in books where they're like, I'm a threaten to do it, but I'm not actually going to do it. I'm like, okay, but I thought you're supposed to be evil. Do I know. Yeah. Cause like, I feel like if I would, yeah. I also liked that. Um, I think especially for the king because he was very like you know act first think later and when he and Jace were like fighting I liked that like the way they were both fighting also kind of aligned with their characters in a sense where like Jace was like thinking out what he was going to do and he was like you know like an actual swordsman whereas the king was just like being hot-headed and angry and just like going for it yeah Um, and I like that there wasn't a lot of talking between them either it was very just like I'm gonna fucking kill you (laughs) like yeah it wasn't like let me tell you about my history and like everything about me in this emotional moment before we pretend to fight and then one of us gets away it was a very much you suck yes you do let's fight exactly I like that Mm -hmm. 
um, oh my God, when, when they were all almost at the end of this battle, the king had nothing except for just like a few people, Jason, his family and everyone on the Ballinger side comes up and they're like, we have one more thing. We'll do a trade. I did not expect at all for the trade to be Jaylene. Neither did I. I thought it was going to be Cassie's mom. That's what, what I, I thought. thought. That's what I thought. I was like, oh my God. Because I, pred- I predicted that Cassie's mom was going to be in this book at least a little. And I was like, oh my God, is it finally happening? Is it finally Cassie's mom? And then it was Jaylene. And I was like, no, she fell from a, a hard distance. I think, love the book, not criticizing. I think it would have been better if it was her mom, personally. Because I didn't, like, obviously it was surprising. But, like, the fact that they trade, obviously have this battle. And then she just dies. I'm like, okay, well, that was nice like i just feel like it was an unnecessary throw-in but i did like it but i didn't ties into why i didn't like the ending i was gonna leave it till the ending you can can start talking now okay cool um (laughs) i wasn't sure if you were gonna talk about the ending um just to like backtrack a little bit um just because i did want to talk about this the level of stress that I was in when Cassie was about to hide Nash and Lydia and that whole scene where there was like so many moving parts and then she thought she got away with it and she thought she was so good but then there was the traitor some bitch who I don't even remember because she is not important that important to the story other yeah. than the fact that she's awful um I would say worse than the king at least the king stood by what he believed in until he was killed right traitor was just flip-flopping everywhere useless right like just fuck off also i feel like i don't know maybe this is just me but like if i was like if you were to come to me with that information and say that i was like super loyal to the king you're still my best friend i would just be like okay i'm not gonna tell him but just don't tell me about this stuff anymore because it doesn't align with my interests you know what i mean but at the end of the day, you're my best friend. So, like, I'm not going to betray you. And I also think, like, if someone is willing to tell you their plan to, like, escape, if you then go and tell the other person, likely, especially if you're, like, bottom of the barrel, not that important to them, they're just going to kill you because they think you're a confidant to that person and in on it. What benefit does that have? Right? I mean, people are just stupid and don't recognize a tyrant when they see one. <laughs> like, yeah, hated that. But, I um, hated that. And it was so fucking stressful. Yeah. I, was, like, I honestly thought they were going to get left there. Like, I, I thought because everything went wrong, maybe they were going to get stuck in like Sylvie's tomb. I thought that and, for a second too. Yeah. So then it was going to be like a body replacement for like a, because somewhat you needed to have someone in order to, I don't know, I went very dark in my thought process of if um, they didn't get out. No, but I love another, another reason to love Paxton after his redemption art. The fact that he was like, 
I am making sure that those kids get out way before, like I can die, but those children are getting out. Like, I know. My heart. See, this is how you do character development. <laughs> right? Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, that's basically what I wanted to say about that. And then obviously like the whole chase scene with Kazzy was also very stressful. I feel like it's really hard to, sorry. I feel like it's really hard to make a, like an action-y type scene seem interesting in a book. Like, I feel like action is more for movies than it is for books. Whereas like, at least for me, sometimes reading a scene that's like a fight scene or an action scene or like a scene at war, sometimes that like kind of bores me because it tends to be really one note. But this book made it super interesting for me. Yeah, you're, you're right. It did do that very well. Because there were layers and there was like steps to every everything that happened where like it wasn't just Cassie running because of this one thing. It was like she started running because of this one thing. And then the king noticed something. And so she was like, oh, fuck. He realized that his vial of whatever is gone. And then so she like, so he fought her harder and then she you know what I mean like there was just like yeah and like she had to keep running because if not then the kids and then Paxton is also doing his thing in order to like yeah there there were so many moving parts I feel like it definitely did keep it interesting Mm -hmm. whereas like I feel like a lot of times it's just like I was on the run and that's (laughs) it all right (laughs) and it's like okay I oh you know what ripped my heart out gently um gently gently you know not in a mean way it's gently um the when jace has jaylene like in his arms and then she was like bury me with sylvie i don't want to go into the tomb um and then instead of saying what he was thinking of like don't say that you're gonna be fine which is what he said to sylvie before she died he was like I will. I love you. And I was like, oh my God, that made me so sad. (laughs) I know it hurt. It hurt me so bad. And he was like, some lies you can only tell to yourself. I was like, ow, chest pain. Yeah, that was, I feel like that was a nice, a nice moment. I appreciated that. I did like that moment. I know that you were not as fond of the fact that it was Jaylene instead of the mom but I kind of like that moment because I feel like it gave like the family closure in a sense I think you're right I liked I liked that it was Jaylene for that aspect I but you don't thought it could have like, been better with the mom I just don't like how it ended with the mom so I feel like basically I just didn't like the ending okay I feel like we're there. I feel like we can get into the ending now. Yeah, I feel like we... Okay, so the reason I don't like the ending is maybe I just got bored because the rest of the book was so exciting, but I feel like the ending just methodically went through, here's a loose end, here is it tied up. Here's another loose end, here is it tied up. But in a very like, okay, like just end the book now, I don't care. I didn't love it. It was very anticlimactic. There was a big battle scene and I wish they would just walked out and been like, 
look at all we have to rebuild or something and just like move on from there. But it was just like, it was too mm, perfectly wrapped up, I guess is what I want to say. I just didn't like the way it ended. Yeah. I feel like a lot, like you, like you said, it is very loose end. Here's it tied up. I feel like a lot of the loose ends were tied up in that way just because like, there's not going to be a third book. So I did kind of like that just because there's nothing worse than like, like I've read books before where it's like the end of a series and loose ends just like aren't tied up. And I'm like, that is terrible. When they read Atlas six and we're like, what? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Second book. Yeah. Um, Also like the novella, like from Sarah J. Mass and like none of that was brought up again in the fourth book. And I was like, but why? So like, I didn't hate it. Um, I did kind of like Cassie's mom's like final kind of wrap up only because I feel like it really showcased how shitty Zane was just because the whole time Zane was like oh she's alive I'll take you to her and then Cassie eventually goes to her grave and it's like oh no she's dead and it's been a while and Zane was just like baiting her so I feel like I didn't mind that I didn't really like the um, the vial getting found by a crow. I feel like if there was, like, I didn't I didn't really love that. I feel like everything at like the end of at the end of the battle scene is what I want to say. Um, perfectly led up to. And then it continues. So there's like more to the story. I feel like there's a lot of loose ends and it just seemed rushed to try and fix them all in like the last three chapters where it was like, oh, like here was the problem. Here is the solution. And so like, maybe it's just because like, obviously there wasn't going to be a third book, but I just feel like everything in this book set up a next book. So I don't understand why you would do that if you're just going to be like, okay, here's everything done. Yeah, I feel like especially because the first two whole books kind of, um, like, I don't know. I just really thought that Cassie's mom was going to be alive. So I was a little disappointed. I was disappointed to find out that she said, but I wasn't like upset by it. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. Still, still, still gave it a nine. It's a very good yeah. book. Yeah, it's still a good book. Um, you know, I think I did have like some issues with the ending. I just kind of found like the ending after like the whole book being so fucking like incredible and like just jam packed. I found the ending a little bit boring. Like I found the last few chapters a little yeah. bit dull. So I, I, did, think, I think that's what I thought too you're right so I would say that like yeah I agree that like I feel like at the end of the battle it should have just been one chapter wrap it up even if they had like even if they had just tied up the loose ends like quicker if that makes any sense like if Cassie had just been like told oh no your mom's dead Zane told me he was just baiting you um this is her like you can visit her grave here you like know what I mean? Like, I don't think fighting, mm-hmm. like, and like he or she was clearly beating him. It was a very easy place to for him to like beg for his life and be like, no, 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 like, I'm sorry. Like, 
here's the truth. Mm-hmm. It didn't need to be all these other things. I think. Yeah. Right. Like, I feel like what it should have been was like, I feel like a lot of loose ends could have been tied up in the battle. Like, like you said, like Cassie's mom and stuff like that. And I feel like the final wedding, I liked that part. I feel like that was a good scene where everyone like kind of reconciled, including like Sinove and Mason. Like, I liked that. I liked that part of the book where everyone was like, okay, we're good. And then I wasn't like a huge fan of the crow part, but I feel like if everything else had been wrapped up a little bit and this was like the final, like, you know, this is what happened to the dust. I would have liked it a little bit better. Yeah. But I still didn't like hate the ending personally. Like I didn't have a huge issue with it. So that's why I gave it like a 9.5. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I just had high hopes for the ending because of how like how I felt about the rest of the book. And it was just a bit a bit of a letdown towards the yeah. end. But I do feel like though I am the type of person where I always get bored at the end of books. And that's usually when I like kind of read a lot faster like after the fucking climax has happened and it's like whatever I'm like okay like let's just let's just get it over wrap it up yeah wrap it up the book is done like um I do wonder though like maybe this is just me like grasping at straws for a third book because the fucking dust just like floated away at the wind someone could find it like because there was like a you know like I don't think it was like a even a full wrap-up no, that's, I feel like that's what made it annoying was like, it was unnecessary if you weren't going to close everything, like everything, everything to throw it all in at the end. Like mm-hmm. you could have left more loose ends if you were leaving some anyways. Mm-hmm. And also like, we don't even, cause it's, it was an unmarked, cause like even the loose ends that were t- quote unquote tied up could be loose ends. Like it, Cassie's mom oh, yeah, like, the unmarked was unmarked. like so we it's don't fuck, we don't know it was just kind of like a slow ending where I'm like okay like finish the book please <laughs> no I do get that I do get yeah. that I think that's all I have to say <laughs> we did have a lot to say this time oh um just for the listeners Katrina and I decided we wanted to do a um like a new thing I think at the end of the spoilers where we say our favorite quote from the book did you do that I actually do have a favorite quote okay I feel like mine is going to be very different from yours um but yeah so at the end of the spoiler segment we're going to start doing a favorite quote from the book at the end of every book I I picked my quote because um, I was reading this book in the middle of still in the middle of a lot of law school stress I was like you know what I need this (laughs) and so mine is like at the very end of the book um where like Priya is reciting Ballinger history and it's just like there's always a way to make the impossible possible and I was like I can finish my readings (laughs) And that's what I wrote. (laughs) Okay, well, uh, I knew this was going to happen just because as soon as I picked, because I was highlighting some quotes throughout the book and I was like, no, this one is 100% my favorite just because I find it funny. Like I found, like when I read this, I I laughed out loud. 
Um, it's just, it's so dumb, but it's my favorite quote is Jace walked through the door as naked as a peeled orange. <laughs> I feel like a peeled lemon would get the image more clearly for me where I think of an orange peeled as like normal, but like a lemon peeled is naked. Like no one peels a lemon. That's fair. That's super fair. I just found that quote really funny. And like, there was a lot of like more deep, meaningful quotes that I found later. Like another one that I highlighted, that's just like a little bit less weird. Um, (laughs) It was Cassie of Bright Mist. You are the love I didn't know I needed. And that's when he like started his vows and he was getting all choked up. And I was like, oh. Also, I like the first quote. <laughs> I know. Right? I just found it funny. <laughs> Naked as an orange. Um, also, another thing that I did in the first book, I think I meant to mention this in the second episode, but I realized when I was editing that I didn't. I was pronouncing bright mist in my brain wrong for like most of the first book. And then eventually it kind of gets described. But I was reading it as like one word not bright and mist you know what I mean so I almost imagine it like brig mist like I thought it was supposed I thought it was supposed to be some like fancy fantasy word because like half of the names I can't pronounce in this book so I was like ah brig mist like I thought it was some weird like almost Gaelic sounding name and then I was they were like oh yeah the mist is bright or something like that in the book and I was like are you fucking serious it's just bright mist (laughs) I like that. <laughs> I forgot to tell you that in the last episode, but yeah, I <laughs> I overcomplicated things for myself. <laughs> Anyways, um, so do you want to introduce the next book, Katrina? All right, I do have it right here. I already started reading it. Um, it's sad. Fair warning. Um, so uh, the next book that we will discuss is called The Way I Used to Be by Amber Smith. The back is very long and I don't want to spoil like the plot of the book, but I feel like I can say what happens because it's the entire point of the book, I think. Um, Basically, it's about a girl that gets sexually assaulted and is trying to move on from the situation is what I gather from the first several chapters is I think what it's about. All right. So we're going to put a blanket trigger warning um, on this book before you listen to the next episode. Uh, I have not started this book, but yeah. Yeah, it is. It is about sexual assault and it is sad it's it's sad so fair warning if you don't want to read it very much don't nice um yeah this is another one of katrina's picks i will be picking the next book after this one because i feel like you've picked the last couple yeah i feel like i have or i guess it's just been the last two because it was Dance of Thieves and then this book, but like obviously because we read Dance of Thieves, we had to read Bow of Thieves. So it's just because I got so many books for Christmas. <laughs> no, I'm just going through them. I didn't get any books for Christmas. So, like, what is my family doing? 
the only thing I ever require. <laughs> Don't know what to get me. Give me a book. That's true. So if you want to follow us on social media, it's at bookbevies on Instagram and Twitter. That's B-O-O-K-B-E-V-V-I-E-S. And if you want to email us, it is bookbevies at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you for listening. Thanks. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.